Capitol Hill riots, impeachment, and big tech censorship. Is this the new norm for American politics? How can Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and other government leaders bring about national unity? Well, our next guest says we're living in what he calls a Father Kolakovic moment. Here to explain and provide some insights is American conservative senior editor Rod Dreher. His latest book is Live Not By Lies, a manual for a Christian dissidence. Rod, please explain this Father Kolakovic moment. I, I know you mentioned it in your book. What is it? Why do you think it's happening here in America? Right. Well, Father Tomislav Kolakovic was a Croatian priest in the 1940s doing anti-Nazi underground work in Zagreb. He got a tip that the Gestapo was coming for him, so he escaped the country and went and hid out in neighboring Slovakia, his mother's homeland. When he arrived there in 1943, he began to teach at the Catholic University. He told his students, the good news is the Germans are going to lose this war. The bad news is the communists are going to be ruling this country when the war is over. The first thing they're going to do is come after the church. We have got to be ready for it. So what Father Kolakovich did was prepare prayer groups of students who would come together to pray, to study scripture, but also to study the signs of the times and to figure out how to prepare for coming persecution. Father Kolakovich's uh, prayer group spread throughout the country very quickly. Every town of any size had one. Now his bishops told him, Father, you're being alarmist, you're scaring people, it will never happen. But Father Kolakovich knew the communist mindset, and he knew what was going to happen when they took power. Sure enough, Gary, as soon as the Iron Curtain came down in that country, the communists came after the church with a stern, horrible persecution. The groups of Father Kolakovich set up were the backbone of the underground church for the next 40 years. I firmly believe that we're in a similar moment here in America now. Christians of all kinds, Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox, have got to take advantage of this moment of liberty we have to get our networks in place to prepare for persecution. Yes, a good friend of mine uh, actually was in Prague, is from Prague, and was there in 1968 as a child when those tanks moved in. So big tech, free speech, is this just a momentary blip on the radar screen, Rod, or, or do you expect this will get worse? Oh, no, this is definitely going to get worse. And my book, Live Not By Lies, I talk about this as the beginning of soft totalitarianism. Soft totalitarianism, because it's not going to have gulags and secret police, the things that the Soviets had. Rather, this is something that's going to be done uh, by mostly by big tech limiting access to the economy and keeping it so that only those who conform with what the regime wants can participate in the economy. We're already seeing it happen now in China with the social credit system there, which only lets people who conform to what the government wants have access, full access to the economy and uh, travel, good jobs, universities, etc. I think we are going to see an informal version of that happen right here in America, and the hammer is going to come down on conservatives and traditional Christians. So what do you think will happen in the days ahead with a Joe Biden presidency? Now, you mentioned soft totalitarianism. Are we advancing down that road under Joe? What do you expect? Yeah, we absolutely are. Joe Biden has already talked about how he's going to pass domestic terrorism legislation. We're going to see people designated as terrorists, people who have no interest in terrorism at all, who do not support violence, but who simply question the way things are done in this country. And they do so from the right. I believe that Christians, conservative Christians, are going to be targeted too. And there will be no discrimination between us 
peaceful uh, conservative Christians and those who want violence. But here's an important point too, Gary. It's not simply going to come from the government and may not mostly come from the government. It's going to come from big business and big tech who will be using their freedom in our free market society to marginalize and oppress deplorables, which include political conservatives and religious conservatives. Well, we've even seen some of that already uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, if you're if you are against wearing a mask, you become ostracized on big tech by big tech. They'll even shut you down. So how does the pandemic play into all of this? Well, what the pandemic has done, and I should say that I believe the pandemic is real, but what the pandemic has done is accustomed us to being controlled. Uh, it has uh, kept put us in a position and a mindset of fear and control and where we can be open to being told what to do by the government. And I think that this has been a dry run, if you will, for, uh, for greater control. And I think that insofar as Christians have not use this time, this pandemic time, to prepare ourselves for the long run, for what it would mean to be faithful under a long uh, period of oppression, then we have wasted our time. There's no more time to waste. Well, more on that then, uh, Rod, as we wrap this up. Uh, then how should conservatives and Christians, Catholics, evangelicals in this country, respond to all this? What do we need to do? Well, I think the first thing we need to do is root ourselves as firmly as possible in our faith and in community. I was talking last night to an ex-military intelligence man, a Christian, who said that no Christian should believe that anything we say online or electronically mediated is safe. It will be stored somewhere. It sounds paranoid, but it's not paranoid. This is in my book, Live Not By Lies. What we have to do most of all, though, is prepare to suffer. We in the American church know nothing about suffering. We've had it good for a long time. The people who grew up under communism, uh, in I talked to in my book, Live Not By Lies, they know what it's like to suffer for the faith. We have to start learning from their experience and be prepared to be steadfast and to suffer with without hating our enemy. Yes, I've, I've met with many suffered, uh, suffering Christians around the world, persecuted for the faith. And you know what? We can learn a lot from them. I agree, Rod. Thank you so much Amen. for that. You're author of Live Not By Lies, a manual for Christian dissidents. Rod Dreyer, thank you again for being with us. Thank you, Gary.